Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. You follow God, you obey God, you do as well. And when life begins to unfold, it seems like everything is conspiring around you to be against you. And you wonder, Lord, did I do the right thing? Did I follow you in the right way? And all these question marks loom in your mind. You can be assured that God knows what he's doing. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see. Changing our lives so we can be our heads and feet. When things start going wrong in our lives, it's easy to make the mistake of thinking that God has turned his back on us, that maybe we did something wrong and lost his grace. Pastor Ed tells us that we can expect trials in this life. Things will go wrong even for Christians. In fact, it's through the trials of life that we are taught the most important lessons and truly learn how to rely on God. We are promised blessings for following Him and are sure to find joys in life that we would not find without Him. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message. Building in faith. Genesis chapter 12. The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. All peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. And then going into the New Testament, to the writings of the Apostle Paul, in Galatians 3, 7, it reads, The real children of Abraham, then, are those who put their faith in God. I'm going to raise my hand for that, because I'm one of those. Are you? We're the children of Abraham, not of his physical descent, but of a spiritual descent, which is greater. We are constantly making promises that just can't be fulfilled. Watch television. Take this pill, and all your pain will go away, and you'll look 10 years younger. Buy this ab machine, and suddenly your abs will be in shape. It doesn't work. (laughs) Not because I tried it. (laughs) You know, I... You look at political leaders. Who said this? Read my lips. No new. Who said that? Yeah. We make promises we just can't keep. Someone has said that politics is the most promising of all careers. Well, I think they may have a truth in that. A lot of times our leaders are making promises that they just won't come true. 
They just won't be able to fulfill. Nations make treaties with other nations and they just can't fulfill their word. Uh, On a personal level, you bring it into an altar and, and there's a young man and a young woman standing right next to each other and they're entering into the most intimate of relationships and, and they make promises and vows and over 50% of them unable to keep or didn't keep those promises and vows and commitments. Our parents, our children, and I have to be honest with you, I've made promises that I haven't kept. Sometimes because I've forgotten, other times because I just wasn't able to fulfill it. You're saying, well, pastor, don't be that hard on yourself because I know what you're talking about. I've experienced that too, and I've done that too. Well, the problem with that is this. We expect God sometimes to be like us, but thank God he's not. Every single one of his promises he fulfills. He never breaks them, never finds himself in a position where he's unable to complete it, unable to fulfill it. We have a God who makes many promises, and he fulfills them all. Now, it would not have looked like that in Abraham's life. If you were one of his contemporaries, maybe you worked for him, maybe you lived in the community that he traveled in, you would have looked at his life and you would have wondered and said, you got to be kidding. God always keeps his promises, even when at times it looks like it's impossible. We have a promise of a planned life. What God did for Abraham in many ways applies to us. In some ways it doesn't, but this does. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, God says to Abram, go to the land, I will show you. And then in verse 7, to your offspring, I will give this land. The first thing he tells Abram is this, go. He doesn't promise him the land. He doesn't tell him he's going to give it to him doesn't tell him it's going to be his. He just says, go to a land I will show you. And many times God will test our faith. He'll just say, go, do. And we don't know what the results is going to be. We just know that we're walking in obedience to God. We just know that we're listening to his voice. Now, so much of our lives is about planning for our future. Isn't it? When you're young, you're thinking about the right courses to take in high school so you could get to college. And when you get to college, you want to take the right courses that will help you in the career that you feel that you want to go in. And, and, and on and on, we're trying to plan for the future. We're always planning, always trying to prepare. And, and some of that is good. But sometimes what we wind up doing is living neither in the present because we're so bound by the past past reaching out, trying to pull us back and say, no, you can't go forward. Uh, you stumbled here. You've fallen here. You, uh, the, the record isn't quite the way it should be. And then, as we're in the present, if the past has let go of us, 
We begin trying to live in the future and we borrow from all its concerns and all its worries. What's going to happen? Will I have enough money to retire? Uh, Will I be even around to retire? On and on the worries go. And so we never wind up living in the now, in the present. Could I just say something? Give him it all. Put it in his hands. Abram, you're giving up the security of the present in the Ur of Chaldeas. You're giving up the security of the present in the land of Haran. You're giving up people that you know and that know you and all of those things. Abraham, where are you going? I don't know. God spoke to me. doesn't make sense, Abraham. I don't know, but God spoke to me. We need to put our trust in God. Our future, our past, and then he'll give us the present. Remember this. God's promises are virtually obligations that he imposes upon himself. God's promises are obligations. It's not like you and me. We've promised things and we just haven't come true at times. And and, and Others have promised us things and, and, and they've failed us and let us down. But when God says it, he will do it. When God has promised it, you could take it to the bank and count on it. God was saying to Abraham, I have a plan for you. Just follow. Just follow. Our problem sometimes is we don't realize how wise God is. We want to sit on the throne. We want to determine what goes on. We want to plan out our lives. Instead of at times just saying, God, here it all is. I'm going to follow your direction. I'm going to follow your word. I'm going to live in accordance to scripture. See, we can trust in God who wisely plans for our future. In Proverbs Three, five to six, it reads a familiar passage. You've memorized it, many of you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will direct your paths. We start following God. Come to church, start tithing, start attending regularly, reading our Bibles, walking with God. Just like Abraham, he begins this journey of faith, and what happens? Gets into the land, and what happens? Chapter 12, a famine. Famine. Uh, Hey, did you sure that God called you? You're in this promised land, now there's no food. And there he sees an imposing figure come across the landscape. He's a Canaanite. A Canaanite's in the land, and he's walking through the land like this is his land. God said, Abram, this is your land. Oftentimes, things don't make sense to us. You follow God. You obey God. You do as well. And when life begins to unfold, it seems like everything is conspiring around you to be against you. And you wonder, Lord, Did I do the right thing? Did I follow you in the right way? And all these question marks loom in your mind. You can be assured that God knows what he's doing. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. My two sons are fighting. 
Ishmael and Isaac. And there's not too much peace in my home. Uh, Sarah and Hagar, they're going at it. And all the problems I've had with Lot, I mean, I took him on my coattails into the promised land, and now our herdsmen are having conflicts, and I've had to go and rescue him, and, and on and on. Well, listen, stop there, right there, right there. That's what life is about. Life is about our encounter with problems and difficulties and struggles and conflicts. But it doesn't stop there because all of those experiences were going to be a testimony of how to handle it by faith. How to walk in faith and what happens when you don't walk in faith. See, Abraham, as he's journaling those experiences down, are going to be, those experiences are going to become his greatest trophies down through the ages. That's the story of his life that's going to inspire millions upon billions of people. When we look back at our lives, we sometimes wonder at those cloudy days and dark nights and difficult situations, and we wonder and say, God, where are you? And he's right in the midst of those, sanctifying those trials to our benefit, utilizing those things in our lives. That's what life is all about. He knows what he's doing. Why this pain in my body? Why this difficulty in my home? Why the trouble at the job? Why this recurring concern so that you might see and know and experience the very power of God in that and that you might live a life of faith that will exemplify what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. When you get to the other side and you look back, you're going to see that your cross was really, as the songwriter said, your crown. That your trials, God is going to use to help you be triumphant. If we took all of those things out of Abraham's life, what would we have? Not many chapters. If you took all of those things out of your life, what would you have? We'd have to take the dash away from the day of your birth and the day of your death. And that wouldn't look right. That's what the stuff of life is made up of. And how we handle and live and walk in those things becomes for us our greatest glory when we leave this world and step into heaven, just like Elsie did, just like Carolyn did. That's your legacy. Too many Christians want to reach the promised land Without going through the wilderness. The way to the promised land is through the wilderness. Your trials are your legacy when you handle them by faith. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 139, a passage I love and go back to again and again. Let me read it to you from the New Living Translation. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. 
Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They are innumerable. There in God's book before the day of your birth, God had written it out. The doctor may have given your mother the due date, but he knew the real birthday. And God knew every subsequent day. And he knows the final day when you take your last breath here on earth. And God has those days planned out. And what you and I must do is say, God, lead me into it. I will trust you with all my heart. I won't lean to my own understanding. In all my ways, I will acknowledge you. And you will, you will, you will direct me. See, God made a promise to Abraham. And though it looked like from the apparent circumstances that just things weren't happening the way you might want them to happen. God saw down through the ages that this man would be in the great hall of fame of faith because he listened and obeyed. And his life would inspire the lives of untold millions of people. And you say, okay. I I believe it, Pastor. God can use our trials. He can use it. But how about when you blow it? How about when you make a big mistake in one of those days that God has planned? Okay. It leads me to my second (laughs) sub-point. We can trust in God who is able to lead us into our future. Hebrews 11.8 reads, By faith, Abraham when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Okay. Abraham obeyed. He didn't know where he was going. He just listened to God. But Abraham blew it. The man of faith, when it came to traveling, was afraid that they might kill him because of his good-looking wife and take his wife. That was the custom in those areas. So he said, just tell him you're my sister. Real courageous thing, you know? And then he learned after the first time, right? No, no, go back, read a number of chapters later, does the same thing again. Do you think God is taken by surprise by any of your failures? Do you think when he called you, and he called you out of darkness, that somehow when you hit that period in your life, all of a sudden this happened, that happened, that God said, oh my, i got to change my plans now. <laughs> Absolutely not. David, God said to you that he would make you great. David, you'll sit on the throne. David, your songs will touch generations. Oh God, I've sinned. I've committed adultery. God said, David, your sins are forgiven. Now write about it. Call it Psalm 51, Psalm 32. It'll help others find their way back to me. Peter, I said you'd be a rock. I said that you would lead your brethren. But oh God, I cursed and swore. I said I never knew you. God can use even our failures. God can use even our weaknesses. Go tell Peter that I'm risen. 
God redeemed Peter. And he knew all the while. Don't believe the enemy's lie. When he'd like to say to you that you can't get over your past. If it's under the blood, it's under the plot. If it's forgiven, it's forgiven. If it's forgotten, it's forgotten. Hear me when I say this to you. Trust in God's ability to lead you into your future. Your sin is not greater than his strength. Your weakness is not overcoming his ability. Abraham. Now, don't misunderstand me. Let me camp here just for a moment. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not teaching antinomianism that says, you know, you can do anything you want and just get away with it. No, 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 no. You got to pay. And big time. David paid big time for his sin. But God forgave him. And God helped him. You don't get away with sin. It costs. But be assured of this, that God is greater than your sin. See, God makes a promise. Faith believes it. Hope anticipates it. Patience quietly awaits it. Will you await? Go back with me, please. When you were first saved. Or when you had some type of spiritual encounter with God. Where he met you. And he dropped into your heart a promise. He dropped into you a word and said, my hand is on your life. I'm going to be with you. Go back into that. Resurrect it out of the deadness of time. Bring it back to life. Rehearse it. Remember it. Recall it. Retell it to God like Jacob did. He spent years being deceived after he had deceived. He spent years in a foreign land, out of the land of promise, but he recalled and he remembered and he reminded God of his promises. See, there are times in our own lives we have to remind ourselves what God has promised us, and then we have to remind God what he has promised, and then we have to walk in that believing that God will fulfill every single one of his promises because they're all yea and amen in Christ Jesus. Can I hear an amen? Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Now, God, in this call to Abraham, was telling him, I have a plan for your life. Just follow me. I have the blueprints. I've laid it all out. You may not know, but I do. But he was also saying something else. He also gave him an incredible promise. Listen to it in verse 2. I will make you into a great nation. And bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. We have the promise of a great life. God doesn't want you to live in mediocrity. He doesn't want you to live in circumstances where you never attain to what God wants you and has ordained you to be. God gave this promise to Abraham. Now, I I think of Abraham Lincoln's words. Abraham Lincoln said, We have forgotten the gracious hand which has preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us and have vainly imagined 
in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. He looked at the nation and he recognized the pride of our nation at that time. And you know, sometimes I think we look at ourselves as a nation and we say, look, we have all of these blessings. We're more intelligent than other people. We're stronger than other people. It's it's our constitution. I don't think it's any of that. It's the goodness and the kindness and the grace of God that his hand is on our nation. We're so glad you joined us again today as Dr. Ed Jones has been taking us through the life of Abraham. Have you found these messages encouraging, challenging, or faith-building? Would you like to share them with your friends? You can find copies of this series and many others from Pastor Ed online at buildinginfaithradio.com. While you're there, click on the Back to Home page link and check out the church behind the ministry of Building in Faith. Faith Assembly is located in Poughkeepsie, New York, and we'd love to see you at one of our weekend services. We meet on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. to learn more about what it means to be a Christ follower and to worship God together. This faith setting is a great place to get your questions answered and have deeper discussions in the Word and to build a support network of your brothers and sisters in Christ. You'll be able to find out more about the people and ministries of Faith Assembly by giving us a call at 845-462-5955. We pray continually for our listeners and love it when we get to hear from them. If you ever have any specific requests we can join you in praying for, please don't hesitate to call. Once again, that number is 845-462-5955. That's all we have time for today, but be sure to join us again next time as Dr. Ed Jones continues through the life of Abraham, right here on Building in Faith. Your word restores.